Hello, good morning and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media, presented by me, Harry Simiou. Quick episode this morning, uh, looking back on that defeat against Brentford, and I've seen quite a bit of uh, reaction to it on the social media platform, so I thought we'd discuss that. We're going to talk about Joe Willock and we're going to talk about the Thomas Partey links as well. So plenty to get through this morning. A big hello to everyone who's watching us live and, of course, to those uh, who tune in and listen later on. As you can see, I've got a shiny uh, new studio. A massive shout out uh, to Dorsey on Twitter for designing this incredible background for me with two of my all-time favourite Arsenal players. And there's plenty more where that came from. Give Dorsey a follow on Twitter. I'll be putting his handle in the description uh, shortly after this live video. So if you want any graphic designing done, he's your man. Head over there and check him out. Now, let's start by talking about the Brentford uh, defeat. I've seen, as I said, quite a bit of reaction to it. There's been a bit of a mini meltdown, as, as you come to expect nowadays with Arsenal fans. Um, Arsenal were beaten by the championship side uh, by three goals to two at the Emirates Stadium in a behind-closed-doors friendly. It's important to remember that it is just a friendly and that the, the sole purpose of these games at this stage is to build fitness ahead of the Premier League's return. Now, of course, Arsenal kick off next Wednesday, uh, which is less than a week from now. Some of the other clubs kick off at the weekend, so they've got a little bit of extra time. So Arsenal cramming in these games in an attempt to get up to, to sharpness and up to, to match speed. Um, is it disappointing to lose to a championship side? Of course it is. As a football uh, as a football fan, as a supporter of a club, you never want to pick up the news or your, your phone nowadays, go on to Twitter and read that you've been beaten by a team in a lower division. Nobody wants that. Um, but let's not overreact because it is just a friendly, it is just a fitness exercise. Um, there were some slight positives to take from it as well. Alexander Lacazette continued uh, his rich reign of form in front of goal. And again, I know it's only a friendly, but um, it was a really sharp turn and finish from him. Um, Joe Willock got on the score sheet again and again, uh, showing that he can play in that role in behind the strikers and joining the attack. Um, often late and making an impact a bit like Aaron Ramsey used to at times. So there are some slight positives to take, but Mikel Arteta won't be losing any sleep over being beaten by Brentford in this game. So I don't see why we should as fans. Now, Brentford are a side who are in the playoff positions at the moment in the championship. They're a good, uh, they're a good outfit. Um, they play good football. And I actually had the pleasure of covering Brentford's first game of the season which was at home to Birmingham City. I was in the press box at Griffin Park. First time I'd ever been there. And I remember coming out of the ground and saying to my dad afterwards, actually, that, you know what? I wouldn't bet against this team putting a run together and getting in the playoffs or, or even earning promotion in the end because they are a really, really good football inside. That's not me making excuses for yesterday because the goals that we conceded were, were really, really frustrating. And I know... We've only seen the highlights. So let, let's be fair in our assessment and not go OTT. Let's not go overboard. Um, but it was disappointing to see the nature of the goals that we conceded. So the first one um, lost the ball in our own half. Um, there was uh, uh, Brentford picked it up. They put some nice moves together and it was a good finish. Um, the second one, again, dispossessed on the edge of our own penalty area. Third one, again, dispossessed in our own half. So, that's where the frustration comes from me, that the, the nature of the goals that we conceded. It's not good enough. You don't want to be conceding goals like that. Um, 
and I guess it becomes a bit of a, a habit, doesn't it? When you, it's a habit that you want to you want to knock it on the head early doors. So I'm not overly frustrated. I'm not overly pissed off about it. I didn't lose any sleep over it like I would if it was a Premier League game. To be honest with you, um, it is what it is. It's a friendly. Um, it was a fitness building exercise and nothing more. If we have a look at the players that took part as well, um, because obviously with these games, you get a lot of changes, um, which obviously disrupt things. Um, if we run through the starting 11, it was Bern Leno in goal, Hector Bayerin, Mustafi, Pablo Marie, Tierney, Willock, Ceballos, Saka, Pepe and Ketia, Aubameyang. Um, and then in the second half, it was Leno, Bellerin, Mustafi, David Lewis, Tierney, Maitland-Niles came on, uh, Genduzi, Ozil, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Saka. A few more substitutions that were made. Martinez came on for Leno. So on the 60th minute, Arsenal made one, two, three, four, five, change, six changes. Uh, Martinez, Socrates, Holding, Kalasinac, Nelson and Martinelli all came on. And then Coyle um, came on really, really late uh, for Reese Nelson. So like I said, no real need to panic. You know, it is a friendly. We don't want to get beaten by the likes of Brentford, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not going to be losing any sleep over it. Neither should you. The most important thing to remember is that none of us have seen the full 90 minutes. Um, we've only seen the highlights. I think it was a three or four minute highlight reel that Arsenal put up um, on YouTube, which isn't enough, in my opinion, to take a big, uh, to, to make a big judgment call on. Um, so yeah, purely um, purely uh, friendly for fitness purposes. So no point stressing about it. Um, another thing I want to talk about this morning is the links with Thomas Partey. Now there have been reports for quite a while now, probably a couple of weeks, um, talking about the fact that Arsenal are, are heavily linked with a move for Thomas Partey, that Thomas Partey wants to come to the Emirates Stadium. He's been heavily linked. Um, and that personal terms have now been agreed between the player and Arsenal Football Club. However, we need to find an agree agreement with um, with Atletico Madrid. And that's where the difficulty is going to come. It's understood that Thomas Partey has a release clause. Um, I've very contrasting reports on that. Um, but we understand it's around about the 50 million euro mark. Now, if it is, it, I find it difficult to to understand how Arsenal are going to stump up that kind of cash. Now, you could do a structured deal, which we've seen Arsenal do in the last few years on a few occasions. Um, and we've seen it lead to us getting the likes of, of Nicola Pepe, for example. But if you're Atletico Madrid and there are a number of clubs interested in Thomas Partey, which there is bound to be, then surely you'd go to the club who are likely to give you the money up front. And for me, it doesn't feel like that is going to be Arsenal. And I'll tell you why. Liverpool were linked with Timo Werner for months and months and months. And in the end, he's agreed to go to Chelsea. And the reason for that is because Liverpool won't, maybe perhaps not can't, but won't stump up his minimum fee release clause, which is around about 50 million quid as well. Now, Jurgen Klopp was explaining why uh, that didn't happen and why Liverpool didn't uh, feel like they could spend that money. And he largely put it down to the fact that they've asked their players to take pay cuts. They've asked players to take wage deferrals in the last few months. Arsenal, as you know, have asked their players to take a 10% wage cut for the next 12 months. So in Jurgen Klopp's eyes, that then makes it wrong for you to go out and spend 50, 60 million pounds on one player. 
Jurgen Klopp seems like he's a man of the people, like he's a man of his players and the, the man management side is really good. And I think that Mikel Arteta is that kind of guy as well, which gives me great encouragement. But the question I've got for you is, do you think Arsenal Football Club, aside from Mikel Arteta, are like that? Do you think that they will consider the feelings of the players before going and making a deal like that? You know, maybe if Mikel Arteta can persuade the players that it's right for the team and it will help them, perhaps not too many will kick up a fuss about it. But when you're asking players to take wage cuts, if you then go in and spend in 50, 60 million pounds on one player, some of them <laughs> are no doubt going to question that and ask why. Why have we been asked to take a pay cut if you've got this sort of money laying around? So I'm not sure about this one. I'd love to see Thomas Partey come in. I think he's combative. I think he's industrious. I think he's everything that Arsenal miss in the middle of the park. I think we've got players that can get the ball down and play a pass. I think we've got players um, that can be sort of uh, pleasing on the eye. But to have someone who's industrious, who's, you know, uh, combative, as I've just said, but can also play the game well as well will be great. He's obviously um, tactically very uh, sophisticated. He's worked under Diego Simeone. So there's no doubt in my mind that he's capable of following instructions, that he's capable of, of doing a role um, that he's been asked and filling in in a, in a position. And he's very versatile as well, Thomas Partey. Um, I've seen him filling at fullback at times for Atletico Madrid as well. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be against uh, Arsenal going and splashing the cash on Thomas Partey. But as I said, I'm not exactly confident that that is going to happen. Um, let's talk about Joe Willock. Now, Joe Willock, he's shown signs, hasn't he, Joe Willock, that he can be a really, really useful player to this Arsenal side. I mentioned at the top of the programme, he arrives late into penalty areas. He um, He's shown that he's got a knack for scoring goals. He's got a pretty impressive goal return. Um, good finisher. For me... I think that his movement at times isn't always great. And I think his movement in terms of his fitness and work rate is there in terms of busting a gut to get in the right places. But I think he can be a little bit more sophisticated in the right areas. And I think, as I spoke on the tactical show um, a couple of episodes ago, take it back um, and have a look at that if you haven't already. One of the reasons I said that Mikel Arteta keeps picking Mesut Ozil is because of his ability to pop up in sort of half spaces and create extra options for his players. Now, that doesn't always lead to him providing an assist or creating a goal or scoring or anything like that, but it does give that additional option. And Arsenal under Unai Emery, if you remember back, had a massive, massive issue in transitioning the ball from the defence into the midfield without coming under pressure. Um, so I think Joe Willock needs to develop in that sense in terms of his sophistication and in terms of the, the options that he provides to his teammates when we've got the ball in the defensive third. Um, in the in the final third, I haven't really got any issues with him. I think he's he's deadly. I think he's really, really good, really useful, um, really energetic and really enthusiastic, which is great. Um, we all want to see him do well. Of course we do. Um, you know, I, I think I, I, I asked the question, is Joe Willock the future of Arsenal in that number 10-ish sort of role? A lot of people will argue that the number 10 role is fading away and you, you're going to end up seeing a, a midfield trio like Liverpool have, like Manchester City have, um, etc. But I don't know. I'll be, I'll be interested to see how Mikel Arteta works. That I think of the midfield three, it may well be a midfield three. You still need one who's got that license to get up alongside the forwards and has that extra little bit of freedom. So, you know, 
Joe Willett could well be the future for Arsenal in that position, but we'll have to wait and see. And his development has to continue. We've very often seen players break, break through and then the development has come to a stutter or a halt. And I don't want to see that um, with Joe Willock. So fingers crossed that isn't the case and he can push on. Interesting to see what sort of role he plays for the remainder of this season. Uh, and that will give us an indication into his role perhaps next season, which will, of course, be Mesut Ozil's last under contract at the club. So it'll be, uh, yeah, like I said, interesting to see if Mikel Arteta sees Joe Willock as a long-term solution. Just finally, I want to finish off a short episode today, um, but we'll be bringing you an edition of the Social Club as well um, later on, uh, probably be out tomorrow morning. So uh, look ahead to that. Look forward to that as we look at the Premier League's restart. Um, But the the last thing I wanted to talk about is you may have seen on social media um, and via my post on here that the Chronicles of Aguna has set up a uh, patron page. Almost minced my words there. Now, what that means is our content is not going behind the paywall. Nothing is going to cost you any money whatsoever. So don't worry about that. And what I'm about to say is not obligatory. You don't have to do it. We're not going to value you any less if you don't. And honestly, there is no issue. Um, I'm going to tell you why we're doing it um, for you to understand why we're doing it. I don't want to just you know, plunk this on everybody, but not explain why. So the reasons why we're doing this is because, as you guys will know, uh, the Chronicles of Aguna was sponsored by a betting firm called Loserpool, based in in Canada. Um, For most of last season um, and the beginning of this one, unfortunately, due to everything that's gone on with the COVID-19 pandemic, they've had to pull their sponsorship due to funding issues. And we totally get it and we understand it. And there is absolutely no hard feelings because, you know, Loserpool opened doors to us that we never thought were possible. You know, we were able to bring ex-players on the show. We were able to invest in equipment. We were able uh, to invest in premium stuff. And I was able to dedicate more time to this show because of the financial um, side of it, where I didn't have to work as much to bring you more of this stuff. Um, and it opened doors for me. And I've had opportunities to go on Sky Sports, on Talk Sport. Um, I left a job in banking uh, after 10 years to become a full-time football writer and broadcaster. I'm now commentating on a weekly basis. This has all happened because of the Chronicles of Aguna. This platform has allowed me to do that. And what I want to do is I want to develop the platform. I want to increase Um, the quality of the content. And I want to bring more people on board. I want to bring budding young journalists who maybe aren't getting the opportunities, um, you know, that they deserve to come on here, to write about the Arsenal, to talk about the Arsenal, to present about the Arsenal. And I want to expand the channel and grow it and bring lots more talented people on board. But equally, I want them to be compensated for their time. I know firsthand how much time and dedication it takes to run something like this. Um, You know, you've got to be on it every day. Um, There's the social media side of it. There's the admin side of it. Because believe me, I know a lot of people probably don't think there is, but there is quite a bit of that involved as well. Um, There's the technical side of it. There's so many things um, that come hand in hand with doing something like this. So I want to be able to compensate those people. We've already hired an editor. Um, which is Jay Bayford, and he's been putting some excellent content on the website. Um, And uh, yeah, so 
you know, we, we've, we've already made our first hire, which, you know, as a podcast, that's a massive step, uh, but we want to take it further. So only if you feel that the show is worth your support, we are asking you to become a patron uh, using the link uh, below. Uh, all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna. You should see it come up on the bottom of your screens for those of you who are joining us via YouTube right now. Um, you can sign up for £3 per month. Uh, that's all it is. And with that, after your third month, you will receive a free gift from us. Um, you'll also receive early access to our interviews and uh, you'll receive priority when asking questions as well as some exclusive content that will eventually become available to everybody else uh, but you guys will get it first so a big thank you to those who have signed up already um like i said it's not obligatory this is not me forcing people to do this um this is not uh something that i'm gonna be upset about if you don't do it you know i know there's loads of loyal listeners and viewers out there and, and i appreciate every single one of you um but we have big plans for this podcast. We want to bring you two streams a day. We want to bring you a, an improved website with news as well. We want to bring you an app eventually. Um, I probably shouldn't be letting these things out of the bag now because I'm putting pressure on myself to deliver them. But that's the type of views that we've got. Um, I want to be bringing you content from outside the ground as well as we were doing prior to the lockdown. Um, and I want to be able to free up my time um, from the all the other things that I have to do in order to to produce a, a higher quality of content but that requires um, a little bit of support thank you so much for tuning in as i said no pressure whatsoever don't melt down about the brentford game it was just a fucking friendly um, and uh, we'll be back very very soon with more hope you like the new background if you do check out dorsey uh, on twitter i'll put his link in the description and we'll be back very very soon with more so until then take care of yourselves up the arsenal